True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. Now, you're out there, you have acres and acres, hundreds of acres. All you have to do is water <laughs> okay. and mow, and they'll do the rest. Nope. Weed control, which you hate, fertilization, mm -hmm. aer aeration. Can't stand it. Among others. They'll do all that. So you can do literally anything else. Dana's out there like Yellowstone. You have better things to do in your free time. I know you do. You don't want to focus on lawn care. True green is too good to be true, mm -hmm. is what I'm saying. But it is true. Right, David? Because yeah. you're going to have more time to do yeah, things that you want to focus on. All the hard work and it gets yeah. you to a great lawn. That's what you want. You take care of everything else you got to do in your life. You're very busy. Let True Green take care of this one thing. Get it off your plate. You know what? I do have some space. I want to put some grass down. Some I, I might. This, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll call you later, talk, True Green. Talk to True Green. <laughs> Where can listeners mm -hmm. purchase or learn more? You go to TrueGreen.com. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people, guaranteed. You can trust True Green to give you the best lawn because they are the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. Whoa. They offer a satisfaction guaranteed, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. That is such a cool thing. Good job, True Green. You're nailing it. How thabathoi, thabathoi. That's so much fun to do that. Why is it fun to do Sandler's, whatever that sound I know, sound we used to repeat makes. it always at the office because we'd walk around and go, ha, oh, oh. Yeah, uh, Sandler, <laughs> uh, one of our favorite persons to interview. He's just such a fun dude and such a good dude and been around him for years, mm -hmm. a little bit before SNL. And then since then, uh, been a great pal to me. We've had a good run of just being buds and screwing off and golfing and whatever. And Dana, yeah. uh, he looked up to Dana when we got there. We all did. Everybody likes Adam. He yeah. probably hate to hear that, but he's hard not to just really like. He's a genuinely uh, very sentimental person, super funny, and uh, it was really fun just hanging out with him. And he's got some great stories. He takes his time. So uh, we all really enjoy it. The Sandman. Yeah. And it's live. Can you believe it? So uh, pull over, listen, call in sick at work, and hear mm -hmm. it. This one goes long. Yeah, there's a big old giant audience there giggling at our little throwaways. So it made me a little lighter in my step the next day. All right, Sandu. San Sandman and Sandu. He, I think he nicknamed me Dana Do, right? Did anyone else call me Dana Do? They called you Do Do. Well, they call <laughs> you were you were Spudley, right? I was Spudley. They didn't call me Doo. I'm I'm sad now. Spudnik, and uh, most of those are from Dennis. Tears. But the the shortest nickname I had was Pew. Uh, was Spader McDater Potato Tomato Hangernator. Right. And I get that a lot. And Sandler just called me Dana Do, but a Farley and Rock always called me the lady because the, the church lady. And Sandler was Dana Do. Because he did it the other night, and I realized he just calls me Dana Do. So then I call him uh, Sand Do, and he goes, "No, it's Sandman." Anyway, we sing, we laugh, we cry. It's yeah, a really it fun. fun podcast. So please enjoy it, and uh, they're all great. Let's face it; we don't have any favorites, but we do love Adam.
All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's how I fucking think it's about. That's right. That's what you got to do. You got to get to your seat. You got to get your drink and you got to get to the seat. sit down. It's starting. You got to get to your seat. You got to get your drink. You got to get to your seats. You got to get to your seats and get your drink. In what order, David? Welcome to the Olsen Twins show. Yes. It's clickbait. What has happened to the Olsen twins? Look at them now. Wow. It's, it's a cute fast up front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we played here in 1962. You know, it was a shitstorm then. Ringo couldn't even keep his beat. People Look, rushing in now. Yeah. This is the show, by the way. I hope you were able to write off your ticket. Yeah. You know, just send it to your account, and hopefully you'll get money, a rebate. This guy's got a, a, a laminate. It gets him on all 350 shows from Netflix is a joke this week. So. I know. Netflix is a joke. Here's Joe Biden talking about the festival. Netflix is a joke. No joke. Good night. <laughs> You know, he says no joke all the time when yeah, it's not a they joke. Get it. People not- are dying. I'm not kidding around here. My father died. No joke. We we're can't dying walk now. Him. We can't walk him to every joke. You hey, guys, well, will David, get it. there's two of us. We're like the Everly Brothers. I mean, I'll just be I'm over on here now. like this. We could just spread the stage. You go over there. We Look at this. this. I've never been part of a duo. Yeah, it's good. Let's get it going because uh, we got our, our bud here and we want to get things started. Fly so. on the wall. We got a lot of things coming. I'm telling you, many people are saying we got a lot of stuff coming for you tonight. Fly on the wall. That's Trump. Trump with Thank a head you. cold. Thank you. All right, You're let's, tremendous. Let's many get people settled. are saying. Let's settle down. Yeah, we're going to settle in. This and, is our podcast. And yeah. by the way, all joking aside, thanks for coming. I've never done anything like this. And we have our very, 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 very good friend, who we all adore, as our guest, Ow. which is very cool. Look at Ow. this. All right. Okay. I can just do that. All right. This next young man coming to the stage. Yeah. Dana, you can introduce. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our very dear friend from Saturday Night Live and about 100 movies, the one and only Adam Sandler. Yeah. The middleweight champion of the world. (laughs) Hey, yo, Rocky, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. I I didn't even know it started. We don't, it, it hasn't started it actually. Shit, what nothing. went on so far? Did you guys talk? We talked. I just got used to talking to a crowd. It's been the pandemic thing. Have you been in front of a crowd since the pandemic? No, it's the first time. It's going great. Yeah. It's going incredible. Yeah, really? You got I'm, a good I'm, full one tonight. Yeah. You got a mic? You good? You know, so you a hoodie, I wear in? a hoodie sometimes. It takes about a year and a half <laughs> off my age, I feel. <laughs> I think yeah, it's yeah, smart. Yeah. It's oh, good. It's so look good. at this. Yo, yo. What's up? The suspects? beard is blocking so I like much, it. too. I like the look. You I could definitely so- be on Skid Row and be like, hey, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I went, I'm just kidding. I no, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you. Adam, I have to tell you something. Danny, yeah. you can listen. But I, um, <laughs> this time, today, last time he made me go in the little boy place. Go ahead. Actually, today we did a, uh, a uh, <laughs> memorial for Norm McDonald today. And yeah. that, was, that was great. We all love Norm. We all work with Norm. Yeah. And um, yep. when there was a break in the action, yeah. uh, 
Uh, it's stupid, but I went to McDonald's just because I had. A you son. did? Yeah. What'd you order? What's um, your McDonald's order? That's a great question. Um, then we're gonna get to you in a minute, but I want to get to me. <laughs> we, we like to talk about ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I listen. Good you God, this you I like listening to. You I can't fucking believe how much you talk. <laughs> I know. No, Adam, it's not that. I have a lot to talk about. All right, go ahead. So, All right, back to David. Oh, this shirt, twelve grand. What did you ask me? Anyway, so he's rich. No, here's what happened. I went to McDonald's and I got scared because I went in and people go, do you actually, they can't believe I go to McDonald's and they can't believe I go in. No one goes in anymore, but I'm man of the people, you know? So I go in and I get filet of fish meal deal. That's okay. By the way, I go, what's your filet of fish of the day? Is it a Branzino? (laughs) Take a break. (laughs) And then, oh, we laugh. And then we laughed through the bulletproof glass. And then I got... So then what happened? And then I get six-piece McNuggie. Ooh. I don't even know why I'm telling this fucking story. Oh. Adam here. But Adam loves this kind of shit. This Love is it. real people stuff. So I, I get my nuggets and my hot mustard and I sit down. And I sit down in there. I get yeah. a table and I just want to make some fun because I got to go back. And uh, I'm eating bloop bloop. And naturally... Uh, there, outside, there's someone who's acting a little crazy. At the McDonald's. Yeah, of course. Oh. It just comes with the deal. So he was starting trouble. I'm, I'm like this. Yeah. I'm getting nervous because there's a line of cars and he's banging on the windows. And I go, why the fuck did I come in? Because now I'm trapped. Starts heading toward the door. I go, there's no chance. Bam, door opens. Drenched in sweat. <laughs> and he walks right up to me. He walked and away. He walks right is... up to me. It was Ted Sarandos. No, oh, Ted, it wasn't. No. Ted Sarandos. No, it was. Um, no, it was just a guy, and and uh, and he was uh, kind of. Uh, I don't know what was going on, but he's a little crazy. So he goes, "Hey, man, hey, this story keeps fucking what? going." I know, but you guys are interrupting. We're gonna take a short break. Anyway, Jeez. he goes, "Give me some money for some food." And I go, "All right," and he's just talking to me. So I go, "Okay," and I give him ten bucks, and then he goes, "Give me, give me your McNuggets." <laughs> That's fucking nuts. And he's dropping sweat on. He's like, <laughs> and I go like this. But I know I don't have a lot of time, and I don't want to argue that he's going to kill me. So yeah. he goes, I go, I'll give you one. What? I gave him one. This is a fucking bitch. I swear to God today. And I gave worked this out. Chris did this bit. <laughs> I'll give you one nugget. <laughs> give me one rib. Rich Schneider. I gave him a goddamn yeah, nugget. Chris Rock. Oh, Chris, Chris Rock. Rock has that anyway, this is a newer version of that. And then he goes, <laughs> give me another one. And I oh, gave him two. Geez. And then I go, that's it. Did I gave you 10 bucks. Did he dip it in bucks. sauce? Did he dip he it didn't want in sauce? I wasn't going to let him. He goes, I'll just dip it in sweat. Boop, boop. So he had two, and then I go, just go buy some. And the people in the cashiers were, were waving me off, like, don't send him over here. And so he went over there, and then I just I got up and left because I got scared. But that's all. Adam, our hey, guest let's tonight. Let's bring that guy out right now. Actually, <laughs> hey, man. You know, Darryl, let's look at a clip. You met a crazy man in a McDonald's. That's pretty good, though, David. Anyway, Adam. Remember, remember the crazy man you saw your first day in New York? Oh, you, you, you what did I Paula, say? Where you saw a man masturbating oh. in the park? Yeah, we thought, yeah, he was masturbating in the park. <laughs> and we're walking by. We just got to Manhattan. We're taking, hey, hey, let's go walk in the park. And he's masturbating. We're kind of trying not to look. And he goes, hey, have you got the time? <laughs> 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 it's like, 
He's jacking off on a car bench, but he's really worried in a park bench. Sorry. Anyway, uh, yes, Adam. I don't. You I have remember a memory like days. a steel trap. I loved it. I we loved had it. some fucking crazy me, times. Me and Woo. you together was the best. We, when David would come by, we'd be like, "All right, we gotta listen no, for a while." No, no, no. He'd have a McDonald's, or remember the Jack of the Box story? It was like exactly. twenty minutes, but he was yeah. great. But we, uh, yeah, we had some crazy. We had yeah. that one crazy gig where we got lost. Yes. Me and Remember that? Dana went on a great gig. I opened for you. You were the, yeah. the king, and you let me do 10 minutes before you. It was upstate New York, and yes. there was no cell phones, and we started getting lost, and we just realized, wow, we're really, really lost. So we yes. showed up like four hours late, yes. and the students were just sitting up in a gym like this, dead silence, like oh, a yeah. church. Yeah, they were pissed, right? So I go get go get them, Adam. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you sent me out there. Did you have your guitar with you? No, I, I wasn't good. Guitar and then, but I just Cajun Man just started. Oh, it was Cajun Man, so I said onion, and they, <laughs> and they gave me some sort of noise, and I was like, okay, this is a new life I got. Fucking Cajun Man, But I did 10, 15 minutes. I did fine. Yeah, you did. You fine. said I did great, but I probably did fine. But then you went up and annihilated. I don't remember it that yes. way. Yes, I thought we both had. Was a rough your set, set eight minutes of Cajun Man? <laughs> <laughs> Anytime something didn't work, I'd go, funny old. <laughs> <laughs> and we, got, we ate Cajun afterwards. We found a place in the Pocono Mountains or something, right? Yeah, we, we, we tipped back a few, drove back. Oh, no, we went crazy in the car, let's yeah. admit it. On the yeah. way back, Adam and I just got a case of the fuckets, and the car was full of beer. Yeah. And we started drinking it, yes. and, and then you brought out cigars or somewhere. Something we had like cigars, yeah. so we're drinking beer and having cigars and playing Rod, Rod Stewart, Stewart <laughs> for like hours. Oh, like you and we went remember. crazy, and we ran out of beer, and then we went to a liquor store. But oh. you were with me, and you looked fifteen at the time. That's right. I had an ID, but he goes, "I'm not selling it to you because of him." And he pointed at you. <laughs> and then we got him. On I the said to him, "Remember, I said on your own." He goes, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> <laughs> Usually that worked. They would just hand us. A Six pack on your own. is on. We went, yes. we went yeah. crazy with those. So wait, let's get to when Adam started stand up because you started before me, but you were in New Hampshire. Yeah. I did start before you. Uh, uh, I think okay. no, no. Maybe it's about the same time. I, yeah. was, I started. When I was like eighteen and a half, and then you. What, what how old were you? I was seventeen. Oh, you, when you started stand up, where did where yeah, you I, go I on? on? I went on senior year in high school. My my brother yeah. told me, uh, and my brother was going to Boston University. And then he said, remember I told you, oh, somebody went to Boston University here? No? Hey. They're like, whatever you want, Adam. Well, That's a sure. good, <laughs> it's a good school. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> but anyways, my brother, we were at dinner and he said, uh, hey, I got you that lottery ticket. I told you, remember you had to wait online and get a mm -hmm. ticket to go on stage. And I said, oh, oh yeah. my God, you got that? And cause he mentioned it a couple of months earlier. And then I went, I, he said, it's tonight. So I put on a dress shirt. I remember I had a nice dress shirt with stripes. I folded. I didn't know how to button this. I was never yeah. good at buttoning my own. Oh, right this, here, right yeah. there. So I rolled it up like spade right there. Yeah. And then I because I still don't know how to do it. Is, I don't know. Is that <laughs> yeah. happening still? When it's, I do it's it's funny that look. what you would think to wear the first time because I wore a, I wore a, uh, a shirt and a tie. The first time you went yeah. on, really, that's nice. Because I wanted to look. Also, I wanted to look older. I looked very young, and I yeah. and I had to go to a real bar to do it. And the age was 19 in Arizona. So, what, but, what was the bar? Uh, there's one called Chuckles, and then Anderson's Fit the Chuckles. Mm -hmm. I know they all have goofy names. Gutbusters. Was that in Scottsdale? 
the the loony bin. Oh. Yeah, Chuckles was the first place um, I went on. And uh, I mean, stop your story. So you, but where could you go on a bar when you're that young? I went on at a place called Stitches Comedy Club. See, Stitches. Stitches in Boston. You're Did 17. You ever, 17. Went no one no gave a fuck. It's so funny. They let anyone go on young. I, I didn't even know what to talk about. I was driving down with my brother and he said, did you write anything? And I said, no, no, no. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll wing it, you man. Think Everything's you're funny? Gonna, I'm, I'm, your brother I'm, was like your manager. Yeah, he 100% <laughs> was just guy going, you got to do something with your life. And so I, <laughs> it, we, there's nothing else you could do. You really can handle nothing. So, um, I went on, I went on, I did the five minutes. I had a retainer because uh, I was still young and I remember just total silence. I was saying stuff that, you know, that I thought they would love, that my family's loved for years and they were just going and then I remember hearing one guy go, he's got a retainer. And I was like, <laughs> smiling. And, Dana had Do you remember pacifier. any of your jokes? Didn't say anything that made sense. There's nothing to remember. I don't even know all. what happened. I used to get that blank mind, like yeah. I, the first two years, three years of comedy, I all day long I'd be practicing and all the shit written down and like I'm gonna I'm gonna say this, then that, then this, and then I'd get yeah. on stage and I'd be like, Well, I fucking hate it here. Why am I here right now? Yeah. Space out. You guys space out, I'm yeah. sure. Back well, in the blank day. out all the time. Terrifying. I would be nervous all day long. Just adrenalized, sweating, right. just yes. just a bright red neck, terrified, <laughs> pacing. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, yeah. this was while I was sleeping. No, my point <laughs> is this. No, it was uh, stage fright. I mean, you had just basic. 100%. By the time, well, I don't want to go forward, but by the time you got on SNL, it seemed like you had a yeah. lot, of, a lot of confidence pretty quickly then. I don't know how, but yes. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know how home shopping can be, and that can be a lot. There's so much you don't know, and so much you actually do need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? Good question. What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Maybe it is. Why can't it? Guess what? It is. Now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better, hold on. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listing and sales history. Wow. So, that sounds good. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information. All at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. I'm just curious about a little bit about early Adam, just for a second. Yeah, yeah. You guys are curious about what made Adam sound like. I just, I mean, you, you know, whatever you want to, I just, I do this sometimes with our guests, just, you know, a favorite toy or a favorite bike mm. or your first guitar. Mm -hmm. What, would oh, you have memories about any I, of those? All, all of those. I okay, favorite, favorite toy. Favorite toy was uh, probably the uh, fucking Evil Knievel. Oh, yeah. SSP. Evil yeah, can yeah, SSP, making a I jump. So you wind it up and pull it. You'd create would... your own little jump. You'd put pillows and cardboard and fucking Evil Knievel would fly off of that. That was fun. I would scratch my mother's tile. She would yell at, <laughs> yell at me for that. Uh, what was the second one you said? You're a, a bike. I had a bike. stingrays were big when Sting I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. you have a bike that was a big chariot for you? Mongoose. I had a mongoose. A mongoose? I had a mono shock. I used to do jumps. <laughs> it was a little, 
It was very daredevil-y of me. I'd love to yeah. see you doing jumps. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Now he's I do a little cross-up, tabletop. Don't worry about it. But oh, I also had the <laughs> Evil Knievel. That Evil Knievel thing was really good on the commercials about jumps. Yes. And then in person, it's fucking impossible to make do anything. the wall yeah. and stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just go over and fall. Uh, but when did you get, when did you be, mu- when were you musical? Can I tell them about my fucking bicycle? No. <laughs> fucking so, uh, hey, we're new to this. You're, yeah, he's yeah. going to hear from me right now. What are you right moving after? on from my bicycle? You took over the whole bike there. Uh, no, I thought it was. I had this hurt. We're learning. We're learning yeah, yeah, tonight, yeah. which is great. Dana, you're fantastic. Thank Shut you. But, it's not true. But David, no, yeah. so I had, I always wanted a Huffy. I wanted a Huffy like everybody else. Now tell me about a Huffy, because that's Huffy has like the, a longer the, the seat. long seat. So it was like a stingray. Like a stingray. Stingrays yeah. got it have a banana seat. They banana call it. seat. Right. So the friend could ride in the back. Yes. Yeah. Yes. A Huffy. A Huffy. I had more of a cushiony seat. More. Yes. Than, it was like a banana, but a little thicker for like dirt riding, right? Like mm. if you ride, you know, ah, ha, ha. was it sold at Sears? Was it from Sears? <laughs> well, here's the problem with the Adam Sandler Huffy. So I said to my family, I'd like a Huffy. Of course, I didn't get the Huffy. I got something else, a green bike. They took the seat off. My father bought a, a Huffy seat uh, and put it on the, fucking, on the bike. <laughs> and I would go down to Webster School, the, my elementary school, and everyone's popping wheelies and on their Huffies. And I showed up with my Huffy seat and the green bike. And I was like, hey. And they were like, get the fuck out of here with that. <laughs> Fake Huffy shit. Fake so, shit. Was that a budgetary thing or teaching a lesson for your, for your dad? There was a time when my dad, I, he didn't tell us he was so cool. Yeah. He didn't have a, a job for like a year and a half. And I wow. remember I, he just kept it from us. I'd be like, dad's always fucking home. This is incredible. But <laughs> <laughs> I would ask him. I'd still ask for shit. I'd be like, I saw this thing on TV. Let's go. Give me yeah, that. Let's go. And he was like, eh, yeah, we'll get to that. And I was like, we'll get to that. What the fuck <laughs> yeah. is happening? Wow. So it was out of love out of when love. he did the Huffy seat. But I think he, yeah, he, he had to kind of build that fake Huffy for me. Were you a daredevil at all? Did you get hurt as a kid? Did you as a fall kid, off things, break things? I mean, I was definitely tougher as a kid. I was more fearless as a kid. Now, I was a good skier. I was oh, a good skier. In New Hampshire. New Hampshire yeah. skier, yeah. So yeah. We, we skied all the time. You, Dana? You ski? No, I was for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> we would have a little, uh, we'd have a little inner tube. We'd go to yeah. like, you know, <laughs> right, right. snowball and just go down like that. But the big people up there could pay the money to go up the thing. No, so. there was no money. We had Huffy skis. They were fake. <laughs> but in New Hampshire, your mountains were like 300 feet, right? Two we were in Northern California. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how did you get hurt a lot? Did you just oh, fall down? I, do, I used to, I was pretty good. I used to do, back in the day, you did a helicopter. Uh, oh yeah skis. on the skis you and that was that? like a big deal jesus now it's fucking i don't even think anyone does a helicopter anymore right yeah. that you look at no you never see these guys on, on tv pop pop out a helicopter they're always doing those flips and shit well they could do anything they want it's a, it's they're it's, unbelievable it's insane now. Olympics so cool. now it doesn't even make sense there's one guy in my hometown uh robitaille his last name uh hmm. jay robitaille he used to do flips he fucking was at this place mcintyre it was a little uh, ski area in my hometown. They'd build uh, a jump for this guy and no one else could do it, but he would just come down, knock out a flip. Everybody like, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Well, wait a minute, real flip. Adam, you, you, on, you go down, and then you go up. He leans and then, forward, and then he gets would, in the air, he leans forward, does a full flip. Oh, a front flip? Front flip. Fuck. But like, you would go harder. like a complete I would do that. 360. I could do it. Yeah, and then land your skis. And then land, yeah, I was cool. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I was very good when I was like tw- up to 15, and then I started getting scared. Okay. Not being as cool. So then when did the guitar come in? Like, I got a drum set. Uh, yes. 14. When did you get a guitar? Yeah, and you're great on drums. We had some good jams back We had in the, some good jams, the too. The best, yeah. yes. Uh, my guitar happened, my dad had an acoustic. Okay. So he used to play, he'd always sing Mariah, the uh, Away Out West, they got a, right? For wind and smoke and fire And they called the wind Mariah So thank you. You didn't know that one? Do you guys know I that did. one? I did. I knew when to be quiet. <laughs> you beat me down so much I didn't join in. Oh. Even though I have the voice of an angel. So I, you got... <laughs> Well, we'll get David in on one here. Yeah, get in on, on one the rest. Here. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Favorite, favorite entertainment that you saw as a for, in your formative years? I say five to thirteen, like TV show or movie that fucking blew your mind. Sing or a comedian. Blew my fucking mind. Wild, Wild West. <laughs> no, you're too young. I like that. Yeah. I like um, my f- favorite thing. I think the thing that knocked me out when I was yeah, I love movies. I loved all the comedies. Like well, I'm sure every Body yeah. up here, you know, the Mel Brooks and all that stuff. You know, yeah, Young Frankenstein and Silent yeah. Movie and Blazing, Blazing Saddles. Saddles and all that stuff got me. But Crazy. I'll tell you what really got me. I look back at it. I think I was in Florida or Florida, as you would say, David. <laughs> uh, but I was in Florida. <laughs> Florida. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And so <laughs> yeah. my parents took me to see. Uh, Eddie Fisher, he sang. Oh, Eddie Fisher, and somebody went on before him. Oh, uh, from from uh, Singing in the Rain, Donald O'Connor. Donald O'Connor, Eddie Fisher, and they came out and did. Eddie Fisher closed the show. Donald O'Connor tap dance, and I was sitting. My parents going, "Holy shit! That one guy, you go on stage, you can do that kind of thing." And I got kind of like wanted to get into that. That's interesting. That's that sort of turned you on just the performing. Like they didn't know if you'd even like it, and then you really liked it. I, I guess so. I mean, I don't think I, they were trying to talk me into it. They were just trying to have a nice night out in yeah. Florida, and then I was just kind of locked into. I used to sing a lot in the car. I used to sing a lot. My mother always said I sang good. My father would just stare like this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what would you sing? You remember just songs off the radio? Oh my god, it was a pain in the ass because. I, sh- I sang a lot of Johnny Mathis for my mother. Oh, really? She'd, o- she'd always sing Chances Are. And I'd be like, Chances are, because I wear a silly grin. Whatever I did, you and know. I yeah. was and it was so fine, not great. Chances are you <laughs> I had the same. I saw, used to see him. Yeah, yeah. big vibrato. And yeah, then um, pipes. I, I sang, uh, I sang, oh, Maria from West Side Story. I sang, this is when I was little, you know, like 10. And uh, but my mother always said I had a good voice, and my father was like, "He's all right." And uh, <laughs> didn't your mom, who was such a cheerleader, that if Sinatra came on, she would say, "You're better." Oh yeah, you could do that. Yeah, <laughs> supportive uh, mom. Oh, you know what's funny? My mother. Speaking of that, my uncle worked at a uh, at a clothing company, 
And when I went to NYU, I, I was a stand-up. There you go. And, uh, and I, went to, go. I, did, I was a stand-up. I was making no money, uh, like all of us. And um, my mother called my uncle and said, can Adam model for you? And, uh, <laughs> and my uncle was like, you know, I'll talk to them. Uh, and <laughs> she's like, he really needs the work. Help Modeling. him model. And I'm like, really? I'm a model? She's like, you're gorgeous. And, <laughs> and then my I uncle. Her mom. <laughs> she, you're wonderful. And then my uncle had to just go, he fucking looks terrible in a suit. He's not great. There's not a good angle on him. Uh, <laughs> you own a suit now, don't you? What? You own a suit now. I, I actually, because of the, my daughter's bat mitzvah, oh, I, yeah. I had to get the fucking suit dry clean this morning. <laughs> I don't think it's going to fit either. I've been swelling up. <laughs> no. What can you do? All right, so. Go ahead, Dana. You had so many questions. I, I know. Well, <laughs> then, then you go to NYU. <laughs> the so, that's your hero, Adam. He doesn't know anything. Yeah, this is we're kind of up in that area. Uh, toy <laughs> bike. Now I gotta have a roadmap. This is good, man. Uh, Wilt yeah, Stud Boy. The Stud Boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Wilt joke. Now Chris yeah. Rock called that one of the best pure jokes ever written. Thank well, you, Chris. And that yeah. was early stand up. Yeah. Yes. I that mean, David, good. you wanna? Because I'm just thinking of Adam grows up, he goes to NYU, and then yeah. he's in New York. He's 17. Yes. Within six years, you're on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened in those six years, David? Oh, uh, well, Adam was a great stand-up, had a very unique perspective, interesting delivery, good, memorable joke. It was more like one joke, yeah, one yeah, joke, like, right, one like, joke, right? Like yeah, yeah, not really stories. It was right. kind of like that. And I wasn't even, you know, we didn't have YouTube, all that shit, so I didn't know you till I actually physically saw you. Yeah. Was, oh, that was in the Valley. It was at the Improv yeah, the, and the, the Valley, Valley Improv. improv. You ever go to the Valley Improv, Dana? Did you ever do that? Dana? Oh, yeah, I did that yeah. when I was living in New York in 1981, doing a sitcom with Nathan Lane and Mickey Rooney. Wow. I worked the, yeah, one of the boys. You check it out. Um, <laughs> and it was Scatman Carruthers as well. But you, you um, like, Jack Terabuto told me once that he was your, you know, your yeah, you partner for a dorm, long time, yeah. and he knew you back then. You would just do a bit. You'd go to a club, wouldn't yeah. quite work, yeah. and then you keep going and going. Then he'd come back like a week later, and you had it killing. So you, yeah. you were very tenacious. About yes, it, right. Yes, I, I don't know why I was not. I was probably the same as as you guys. You you just, I don't know. I believed in it. I kept doing it. Found a way to kind of phrase it right. Do it till it works, or you do you ever take? I used to tape mine, and it was very excruciating to listen to your own voice. But yeah. you would think you killed, and it was really just one person laughing loud. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. you think it was nothing, but then you said something you forgot in between the jokes that was good. So right. you'd sort of like piece it together and then try it again and tape it. And sure. Yeah, I yeah. did the old. I did the same thing you do, where you pulled out of a hat, but it was more sickening because I drove off from Arizona, and then they'd have at the improv amateur night. And yeah. so I'd sit there and they'd pull a name and read it and you'd come up. So we're all waiting. Yeah. And every time they pull it, you get nervous and yeah. it's not you. And I go, oh. And, and then, you, you almost don't want it to be you sometimes. So you're like, oh, good. They're not going to get to it. Right. Me. Then it was tough. And yeah, then by the end so of the night, I'm yeah, like, scared. scared. I don't oh, even need it now. It was, and then I never, it never worked that way. And I think it was rigged. I think they knew who was going up. They had friends of friends. But uh, 
I finally got got a few things, but then we wound up running to each other. How did you do your first night? I how did I do? Yeah. First night of stand up? Yeah. That's a good question. Um <laughs> when I started stand up. <laughs> I take the mic off. <laughs> Can I get anything out of him? <laughs> no. No. no, it's a, it's actually. Any, I just remember first time as a we good were story. spoiled because when I got to uh, Saturday Night Live, or I was in the Valley, and I was seeing comics. I was seeing guys like Drake Sather, who was great. I saw Adam was great. Schneider was funny. Yeah, he and, was great. Uh, I, I was just wound up seeing guys that in a million years, how would we all get on SNL? It was so weird. That, that it would happen big. that way. When you came in, it was like a firestorm. But you guys really, you kind of like had 20 minutes, right? You weren't headlining oh, no, on yeah. the road. You had Middle, a great right. 20. Pretty, and pretty then SNL 20, yeah. people saw you in the clubs. That's right. And they liked your writing. You got hired as a yes. writer. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Dan yeah. Dennis, Dennis hooked me up. Dennis, Dennis Miller. Miller. So Dennis Miller. Dennis was the one who saw you. That's true. Uh, yeah. Dennis Miller saw me a few times at the Santa Monica Improv. Oh, and he yeah. waited in the back after. He, I think you guys knew each other already. I knew Dan. He was my oh, favorite yeah, comic back then. You probably introduced us then. Maybe, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and he watched me and he and he said he, he liked some of my jokes and he was he was so nice to me and we we loved him and we idolized him and uh, he he heard they were looking for Lauren was looking at new people and he said you should check out the Sandman and, and Sandingo I, yeah he gave you that moniker. <laughs> yeah, because the dentist never he always has a name for something. Yeah, right, right, right. Guys, yeah, no, you know, Sandman hitting it heavy down at the prob <laughs> in Santa Monica. Okay, tearing up the beach communities with his wilt of stilt humor. Okay? Sorry, yeah. I love being Dennis. I love yeah, being yeah, in that good. attitude. But um, thank you. So, <laughs> what was your? Do you remember your first bit that kind of became your your uh, your rock? Like even if the the yeah. set was not going well. You uh, had one that started closing. Yes, I had one that mm, I don't. I, I said uh, Vicks vapor rub. I used to say, <laughs> "Remember Vicks vapor rub?" Uh, when your mother would rub it on your chest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and my mother would be rubbing it on my chest, and then we make eye contact, and I was like. I thought we were just friends, Ma. That was that was like my. That was uh, a great one. That was my big guarantee they, back then. Did you ever say was, this one when you go? Uh, I remember that joke very well. I thought that yeah. was a great one. And he said, "When I was, uh, people say if you could live your life over, would you would you change anything?" You go, "Yeah." Uh, when I was walking down the, when I fell down the stairs, I might have grabbed the rail next time. Oh yeah, was that that's something right. like that? Yeah, yeah, that was it. Oh. Jeez, I forgot that. I mean, there's oh, wow. obviously Wilt Chamberlain, but you had so many good jokes, and they were so. Different and odd, and then uh, and then Dennis got you on. Yeah, Dennis. But it's good Dennis. to be different. It's very hard to be different. And so when you see when I did it, when I auditioned that night, it was with Rock, uh, Dana Gould, and and uh, three other good comedians. Where and were you? I was Chicago? in Chicago. Flew oh, to that's Chicago. right. Rock was Chicago. That's Rock right. did great. I did fine. Dana Gould destroyed. Great God comment. damn, that's yeah. a with me he too. He was incredible. So. Yeah. He he should have got it. He's I don't great. Know why he 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 wrote for the sim. He did a lot of great stuff, but somehow I, I got hired as a writer like David did. And yeah. it'd be David and Schneider, me, and who else was a writer? Anybody else? Just us three. Uh, me and oh yeah, because Farley and Rock got hired that year, and they were uh, just straight. They were on feature the, they were or feature customers. Players. Yeah, 
everybody wrote for themselves, like Dana wrote, but Dana was never a credit as a writer. If, yeah. you got, if you got on as a main player, you never got a writer's credit for some reason. But right, that's whatever, right. it's just part of the deal. That was yeah. good sneaky money, though. I didn't want to be a writer, but, you know, we didn't make much money, but you'd get kicked a rerun uh, in perpetuity. And that was nice, even though it was two cents. But it was nice to, uh, you, get a, you get a stack of checks, and it's the host. So it's like 18 cents, Alec Baldwin, 18 cents, Tom Hank, Glenn Close. So that was kind of fun to rack that up, the bricks. You've and invested then, wisely. Yeah, invested wisely. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, but we didn't make a ton. I'm sure when you started, you didn't make, we didn't make shit. I, I don't think we even, we couldn't believe we were getting paid, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Just Who a big cares? deal to be, get money. Just when, maybe, yeah, like you net like maybe 20 grand for the whole season or oh, something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just live yeah. in a hovel. Yeah, it was really. I was, but, you know, I, there I was with Phil, late great Phil, and Jen, Jen yeah. Hooks, God yeah. bless him. Yes. And Phil, Mike Myers. Yeah. And yeah. love it. And the yeah. show was really cooking. And yeah. then you guys came off like the mothership in Close Encounters, you know. <laughs> Here comes Rock and yeah. Sandler. And I remember the f first time I saw you in the office, you were just kind of sitting at the big table on 17th floor, Saturday Night oh, yeah. Live. And I was doing pretty well on the show, you know. But yeah. I, I, I liked you immediately. You just, you just had this vibe about you that was yeah. really, really funny well, and, and, and likable, you know. And that's a big well, part I, of the you DNA. You sensed the, that, uh, the love we all had. Dana was the, the king. Dana, I'll tell you, remember, it was almost like at a stand-up club. If Dana had a, a skit and your skit was going on after, you were just like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, because oh, Dana he was would crush on, yeah. so hard. You got to follow Church Lady or something. Yeah, Are you talking about Read Through or, or read through? Anything. Oh. Read, read Through is bad. But on the air, on the yeah. air was the biggest explosion in the place. And then your skit would do fine. But in your weird comedy brain, you're just like, how the fuck do I get those Dana laughs? Yeah. Well, I had a lot of help. You know, make a talk show. Yeah, yeah, And then yeah. have Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. crazy things. But um, <laughs> so, so you come on, you get on the show. You're like, what's your first big guy? Uh, what was your first? You probably did update first, right? Or did you write Racky Pete or something? No, that was uh, Al Franken wrote that. Yeah. Book. Aren't you supposed to do the noise now? You do that. All right. But um, I, I, I'd like to ask you a question. Yeah. Uh -oh. So, like, in classic comedy... <laughs> sorry, David, you weren't finished. Sorry. You're going to like this one. The, because, you know, you didn't really lean on it much, but in the beginning, I remember... In the classic comic sense of the idiot, so, like, yeah. there's... Jerry Lewis is, like, the king. Yeah. And then I remember you would do the hunched-over guy, uh -huh. and he would do that sound. Oh, like oh, yeah, where, yeah. where did that guy come from? Because that instantly made me laugh so hard because you were so committed. Was that? I don't even know, man. Uh, it's very musical. It so can felt, you do more? Always of it? felt good in a microphone. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know if that ever got on the air. If I ever did that, I, don't, the... I just remember seeing that and really loving it. You know, but yeah. there, there's one character I want to break down. Unless David has a question, because I'm fa <laughs> sure. Go ahead. <laughs> We're really close friends. Um, the <laughs> opera man, the evolution yes. of opera man, yes. man, that then became the indestructible killer bit of all time. By the time you got it on yeah. the update desk yes. with the pictures and you were mixing Great wig. 
So in good way, Adam, good I'll luck. let you fit, but talk about the origins of that and the way yeah. you did it and then the way you ended up doing it. It evolved, gotcha. right? Gotcha, yes, it okay, did. Go ahead. Right. Yes. That's my question. Thank you, yeah, that's a good question. And I remember you, were, you knew the guy, so there was a man on the street who used to sing opera on the street. He used to hold the can up and you'd be walking down the street and he'd kind of come at you and go, hey! and he'd sing really hot and he'd charge at you, hey! <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, and you give him money. I and, didn't know that. Yeah, that's kind of where I first started doing oh, it. Around I the love office. that. I didn't know that. I met that guy today at McDonald's. <laughs> he wasn't singing, though. He's in between sets. Adam, what would, a guy, what would a guy like that be ordering like at McDonald's? Yeah, How would yeah, he what sound? Did he order? Yeah. <laughs> hey, barbecue sauce. No, yeah. The thing that you can sound exactly opera is one more gift on SNL. If you can have a voice, if they'd write a, a singing sketch, obviously Adam wrote a lot of his own, but if they'd write somewhere you sing, you can get in. If you can play an instrument, you can get in. There's so many things if you can do dance. So if you do, I didn't do a lot of those things, which was a, kind of a drag, but Adam can sing so well and, and actually write songs and actually write songs that are catchy because a lot of those things you don't update were actually really catchy on top of so, just being funny. Yeah. And so that combo is big. And that Opera Man was a fucking cruncher that always that killed. was a gift from didn't the you do it off in on the stage next nice. update initially yeah no i first time i did it it was oh. just gibberish it was like it was <laughs> a <laughs> theater <laughs> thing and i think maybe you or was it phil that's what i remember i don't know if i like, remember this maybe right. you maybe you but you i was like, in my office and yes adam, that's it that's adam it. used to go around the office <laughs> on all fours <laughs> So then I hear a little knock, and I'm in my office. So I open it up, and you're on all fours. And you go, oh, and then you, just, you were asking me to do something, introduce Opperman, yes, right? Man, so I did remember right. that. So you were like a theater guy, I would say, yeah. tonight the Opperman, yeah, something like, yeah. goes from the emotion of, you know, like trying yes. to catch the bus. But unfortunately, he misses the bus. <laughs> but then he sees his mother, you know, is behind the bus Shit. and picks him up. Let's watch the opera man. <laughs> okay. Or and something so that like that. And I'd, and I'd yes. walk. I'd be like, <laughs> and then I'd see my mother. I'd be like, <laughs> something like that. And that was it. And it did good. It did good at it the time. It did good. You yeah. know, Sandler, it's good but if you. A trick on SNL is if, if Adam was probably slightly newer then, but if you anchor it with Dana, who they love. Oh, right. And yeah. then he brings yes. you on, then they go, hey, Dana seems to like it. <laughs> and, they, and then they start I'm happy to, to like help. the new guy. It Use helps you help. when you're new, it helps. Yes. No, it, it was a Dana's the best at it, so that's what it was. But yeah. any, anyways, uh, it did fine. I, it was up at the table. It did well. Everybody... Remember, after a while, they started liking us at the table. When David and I first yeah. were on SNL and at the table, and we tried to get on and we do yeah. full skits for ourselves, everybody else was kind of like, calm down. That's enough, guys. Yeah, that's enough. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Right. But then by uh, uh, this time, they were like, all right, give him a shot. And then we did that, and it didn't do great, so Lauren didn't put it on. But then the Turners, out of nowhere, Bonnie and Terry Turner. Great writers. Great they writers. They for the show for great. eight, nine years. Wayne's yeah. World. They, Wayne's they, World. They, you they, and Mike. Yeah, they, were, they wrote the first Tommy Boy draft, too. What's that? Mm -hmm. They wrote the first draft of Tommy Boy. They wrote, that's right. Yeah. Tommy Boy, that's right. 
They were they were monsters. I don't even know why we don't hear about talk about them more. They had some huge sketches. You guys yeah. should have them on this show. They'll yeah, be, I'd love it. We'd love to. Yeah, they're great. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Terry. In case Hello, they're guys. Listening to this when it's released. But they wrote what? What we and said. And Lindsay and Lindsay, their daughter. Their daughter Lindsay. Yeah. Yes. And but uh, but anyways, they wrote this thing and they talked to me. I was in my office. They were like. So remember that opera man thing you did? We came up with an idea for the news and they showed it to me and I'm so, uh, I was just so dumb and young and whatever I was. And I was like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I guess we could try it that it way. Was, it was opera man on the news that you said? Opera man on Doing the, news, the news. Showing, showing current oh, events and then me singing about sing them it. and oh, blah, blah, blah. And I didn't really... I what was a, like, no, Opera Man speaks gibberish, and that doesn't make any <laughs> you sense. You don't understand Opera Man. <laughs> so then it became a divorce. How would it, you know, you oh, would do yeah, current events with, like, Trumpo. Trumpo. And, yeah, you know, exactly. And exactly. it just crushed. That was all those guys wrote it. I got to be it. They would give me the melodies, mm-hmm. and Cheryl would, would write oh, yeah, Cheryl Hardwick, yeah. And, and they it would was, just give me all the goods, and... I mean, it was the greatest gift ever. That was a home run. Got to wear the. the Did you do it with Eddie Eddie Vedder or not? You just sing like Eddie Vedder once you go. I sang sang like Eddie Vedder. Was it as Opera Man or was it something else? Opera Man singing about uh, Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And remember when I think they were even on the show Pearl Jam that night? Oh, that's right. But so anyways, what would he say? A better? What do you know? Nah, I mean, you, you was, got the was, pipes, kid. You no, still he got, got the, you were going, hey, I'm seven little songs out of made of concrete. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you sound exactly like him. Reaver, I, I can't do it now. I know any better. It, 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 he's it's a his, certain what thing a, he does. Thi- he's got a thicker, lower voice. Oh, than his voice is unreal. It's, yeah, mm. it's a juicy mm. voice. We we share an office, me and uh, Farley, and then you walk through our office to get to uh, Adam and Chris Rock. So when the door was closed, I hear oh 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 hey, oh. I'm like, oh my god, he's got a killer cooking in there. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's in the oven. We yeah. all had, got excited when we landed on a good impression, but. Uh, um, I did one with Lovitz, an opera man yes, with Lovitz. Yes. That was, oh, that, that was, was a great awesome. one. He can sing great. And that was a perfect, only other guy who could do it besides you, because oh, he's got man. pipes, and yes. he's, he's just a funny, so that was a killer. That was amazing. He played your brother or something? I, it was Glenn Close and and, uh, and Lovitz, and maybe they were my parents. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember they came, <laughs> they came on so and with me. Only on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, that's right. Can we? I, I'd like. I, I could go anywhere. It's so much fun. I want to ask about when he does bits. When he, you get to bring in one of the musical stars. I think McCartney did Red Hood and Sweatshirt. With you. Oh, that was the great. God oh, damn! Oh, Farley so did jealous. something with him. You did something yes. with him. Yeah, I left McCartney, just right yeah. before McCartney hosted. You you weren't there then. Oh, I wow. missed it. I missed it. I was a fool. You know, he was upset. You know, because we'd met at '86 in Lor- at Lauren's house. He called me up. He said, I don't know why you didn't stick around, and you know. <laughs> We could have had a plunker. We'd be plunking, looking at each other. I go, who is this? Nobody in Bolton. No, he's uh, crank. I, I miss that. But you, you got to do a, a thing. What did it, you do with Paul McCartney? It was, it was red hooded sweatshirt. I wrote it uh, with Ian Maxtone Graham, and I forget who else. Somebody else, and we. Um, and we had dip, you know, I had dip, 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 and dip, 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 dip. Ba, 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 and stuff like yeah. that. I say it, and then as it progressed, Kevin. Maybe Kevin Nealon did it with me. And then I said, uh, let's call out Paul and Linda. And, and Paul and Linda McCartney, uh, we wrote it for him. And then Lauren said, I said, will they do it? He goes, well, you have to talk to them. And 
So I went to Lauren's office. They were eating, I think. They were on the show or they were just visiting? They were, they were, Paul was the guest. Okay. And Linda was with them. So you walk in and you have to convince them. I just <laughs> like had to come in with the dopey guitar and be like, yeah. hi, my heart's pounding <laughs> oh, no. through my chest. Did you crawl in or did you walk? That was when you were going to pitch it. Remember, you'd skip across. No, I'm making that up. Sorry. Go ahead. So you walk in there. I mean, I well, Lauren's eating Shun Lee Chinese. Shun Lee. And, uh, and Paul and Linda there. And Linda's amazingly nice. And Paul's amazingly nice. And I sing him the little thing. And, um, and they laughed. And uh, then I left. And then I was like, I, I don't know if that worked or not. But then they said yes. And they forever i got that i sang with them hung out with them after the show hung out stella was there remember stella was a kid she came to the oh, show stella stella mccartney the fashion designer yes and she was such a nice kid she was like our age then yeah. you know like whatever we were and uh i yeah let's keep the numbers out of it i saw him <laughs> discipline his kids on long island went over to his house and you know, I think James had a little toy sword, a plastic sword. He dropped it down on his sister. And Paul goes, you do that one more time, we're going to have a problem. So, oh. It's funny <laughs> oh, he's to see, see him as, as a hysterical. dad. Yeah, see him as a dad. So, I remember some comic said he had a billion, he was the first one with a billion dollars. And they go, uh, you know, if he lost his wallet in a cab and there was 500 million in it, he'd still have $500 million. Uh -huh. That was some comic joke. But do you remember when Farley's <laughs> brothers came to the show when McCartney was on that stupid story where Paul, Paul looked the same as Paul McCartney growing up, but he had a little bit of gray here. And so Farley's brothers were standing there with red cups. There was no security. So the music comes out of their dressing room, walks by the 8-H page desk, you know that, and they walk right into the show. Right, right, right. And they go, Paul McCartney, one minute till you're on live. And so you see he comes out with a bodyguard on the front and back and he walks out with his guitar. And it's fucking Paul McCartney. I'm there with Farley's uh, idiot brothers and they're all drunk. And he comes around and they go and one of them goes, hey, Paul. And he looks over and he goes, getting a little gray. And he goes. And then I remember that, man. he walks out uh, and I go, are you an idiot? He goes, hey, he looked. And then he goes on the monitor and they're like 15 seconds and he looks in the monitor and he goes like this. He got in his head right oh before he went God. out. Oh, no. And you know, he's like, is my... And then, um, anyway. So, <laughs> I, I will say one of my proudest moments, because sometimes Adam and I would try to write together, or yeah. uh, we would all try to think of excuses to all be in the same sketch or whatever. Yes. And the, the one I like the best is the Gap Girls when we were um, in the... That was all David. In the mall, and then Farley says, lay off me, I'm starving. Oh, that is best. one of the funnest ones we ever did. Yeah, man. And Schneider was in it, and Sarah Gilbert was a host. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were all, uh, that was just the fun for me, because we would all just rehearse. So, you know, you write it, if it gets in, you laugh at read through, you laugh you know, when, when we talk about what who plays what parts and what we say, and then you you really wrote all that stuff though. That I know, was but then you. everyone adds jokes, whatever you want, and then we got to do it on. So you have to rehearse all week or once yeah, or twice. You get to be together. And that, that's a good reason to hang out. Is yeah, to rehearse. Yeah, that was amazing. Does everyone know about the Gap Girls? Because there's a young yeah. audience. Okay, because there's some younger people yeah. here. Oh, it was I just know, a man. sketch where. We all uh, worked at the Gap. We played girls, and it was infuriating. <laughs> and everyone. how did you talk? 
Whatever. That's right. Yeah. Oh my like, God, so weren't you at the yeah. folding meeting? Yeah. And I went to the Gap and studied it, and they showed how they put a clipboard in the sweaters and pulled them out and fold them out. Oh, like, yeah. Mesmerized. And then <laughs> they would actually, this is when you feel kind of like a big deal because yeah. if you get a sketch on and you're just some doofus from Arizona and it's like a dumb sketch about the Gap, and then when they bring the sketches written and it's put up on its feet, they bring in, they talked to the Gap and brought a whole section of the Gap over. So it, yeah. they had a security Beautiful. guard because it would cost so much. It was real pants, real sweaters. And it was just a chunk of the Gap they moved in and the Gap liked it because it was free advertising. Yeah. Even though we made them all look like morons. But <laughs> it was still free. really fun. And then yeah, uh, yeah. we all hung out there and uh, would practice in there, rehearse, whatever it's called. And uh, it was great. So we did a couple of those. We did Gapperty, where it was Jeopardy. And it was oh, just yeah. a fun way for me, you, and Farley to be in sketches. Yeah. And uh, that was that what was. What was our names again? Uh, Say it again. What was our names? On the, uh, the Christy. Lucy. He was Cindy, and you might have been Lucy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And does anyone know? Something like that. My dad works in B2B marketing, but I never really knew what that meant. Then one day, my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs, the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure. I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash wall to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash wall. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. David, whether you have a few weeks old puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. Yep. The farmer's dog makes it easy to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with your lovely dog. Yeah, well, I've heard farmer's dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. And, you know, that's what everyone's looking for. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced. Uh, it's made from human-grade ingredients. Safe, clean kitchens, all that stuff matters. Yeah. I mean, you love your dog. Why Why get the lousy food for your dog? Farmer's dog is the best. Traditional dry and wet dog food options are extremely processed. Sometimes dogs- much lower quality. Yeah. <laughs> you, you put it in their bowl and they go, what is this kibble? And they knock it away. What is this canned goo? Oh, yeah. I've had our dog, yeah, look at the bowl yeah. and then kind of crank its neck up and look at me. And it was like, really? They go, really? Why don't you go first? You want a bite of this? Slop. <laughs> and it makes that sound. Here you go, dog. So Farmer's Dog isn't just no. higher quality food. They also send the food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It makes it easy to help your dog reach and stay at their ideal weight, David. And it's just one of the biggest indicators of a full, healthy life. A fresh diet has been found to have all sorts of benefits, David, from healthier coat mm -hmm. and skin, better breath, if you want to kiss your dog, and even easier digestion and smaller and better poops. Let's look at a clip. It doesn't <laughs> matter if your dog's young or old. It's always the right time to invest in their health for more happy years with your dog. Get 50% off 
your first box at farmersdog.com slash fly. Let the farmer's dog know we sent you. Use your code or click podcast after you sign up for your first box. Uh, do you remember the one that, because a lot of times you don't really get to rock and roll with somebody in a sketch. So you and I had, Dogs. had a crazy sketch. When I came back to guest host. Dogs? We, no. When you play drums? What? Pepper Boy. Oh, well, that uh, was Let's talk about Pepper yeah. Boy. So yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Go, that was I mean, incredible. That was like, you and I were peeking on the, on the yeah. air show. Chris Farley was. Tim Meadows oh, was. Yes. Yeah. Farley crossed his let's, eyes. Let's talk about that for a second. That was Steve Corrin start, started That's it. That's right. Wrote it. Wrote it. So did that. It's just too. I, I was kind of the. He was my protege. I was the mentor. I was obsessed with how to do the pepper. You the like huge pepper, pepper mill. Yeah. And, and Adam was kind of the, 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 the underling yeah, and yes. really eager. And we. Oh, yeah. we it, I'll just set it up for a second. We did, it did well in read through. Yeah. Pretty well in rehearsal, dress show, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah. Steve Korn comes to me and tells me something you want to do. Uh, what was between it? Between shows. Was it the. So at one point, we had the. I was going to. Uh, you were going crazy. You were so nervous. Remember, I slapped you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Comedy, it's always threes. <laughs> and then That's I right. headbutt you, right? <laughs> yeah, with the sound effects. So between dress and air, Steve Korn, the writer, comes in and says, Adam's going to put the pepper shaker between his legs. So you're going to do this. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we timed it great, but we really peaked on air. Yeah, that was I, amazing. That doesn't happen every time. We yeah. committed so hard. I mean, because yeah. Tim Meadows was sitting there and I was oh, doing the man. pepper. You like a pepper, huh? Oh, I mean, man. it became way, I don't know if it was sexual or something, but it, we were just... On that another was, level. I, every, I'd say once a, uh, um, two weeks, uh, if I'm in a restaurant, a guy with the pepper thing will be like, fresh pepper. And I'll be like, all right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And do you remember what happened? Like, Farley was always the best at breaking people because he yeah. could be explosively <laughs> funny. Do you remember his line and what he did on the I air? know what it is, too. Yeah. We, were, we flew in from Tommy Boy yes. for just the show, and then we had to fly back. Oh. And he goes, I have a line in Pepper Boy. <laughs> and didn't he have a big beard? <laughs> he had a yeah, big he looked beard. ridiculous. He really hammed it up. He, he his said, line was, said, why, why thank you, Pepper, pepper Boy. boy why right? thank you. He this said, is, I'm going to make you laugh. He goes, Etsy, I'm going to make you laugh out there. Before I think he, he over. He oh, goes, he taunted you no, he before it started. He goes, "Etsy, I'm going to make you laugh out there." And I go, "All right, all right." And then <laughs> yeah. I think he leans back. And goes, "Why? Thank, thank you, Pepper Boy." <laughs> I've never seen a human being transformed like that. I think he's he had like twelve chins and perfect burn. amount of pepper, but huge beard for no reason. And Big, but he, and he screamed it for the air show. He did, yeah. yes. He so, crossed his eyes, too. If I Adam remember. starts to turn purple. That's the stage. I'm over here. Adam's yeah. turning toward me and trying not to go. Yeah, the yeah. sketch had gone so well that I stayed in character. Yeah, but I, was, but I was said, sturdy. don't break. Do you remember <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> of course. That's funny, man. Don't yeah, you break. were the pro. You were the pro. The we funny thing is, goofy. as Farley wasn't even supposed to say it that loud, it made no sense. Well, He's supposed he, to go, why, thank you, Pepper. But when he goes, why, that? Oh, a, yeah. He, he lost his marbles. Yeah, there, well, yeah. lost his mind. But that was that was an electric sketch for a restaurant man. sketch. And then Il Cantonori, when we did that Well, you one. guys wrote Il Cantonori. That, was, that, that also was major. Was explosive. But uh, you, you, you would take the reins murder 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 yeah then we'd have a little 
thing to do when we were like, let's jump on the Dana fucking thunder storm. Yeah. Well, I don't know quite if you guys killed too. You and Schneider we came did. in. We you're did under, good, but we, yeah. you got them all ready. That was an Italian restaurant where every all the waiters are too sexual with Christy Alley and all yeah. the uh, all the women that come in, they're like, oh, bellissima, bellissima. Yeah. bellissima. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I start licking Christy Alley's face. I'm supposed to lick her face really hard. I remember in rehearsal, I go, is this okay? And she goes, oh yeah, go for it. Whatever yes. you want to do. Like, bellissima, I like <laughs> Oh, you like it? <laughs> but you guys were just, all, you know, Crusher. You, you and Crusher. Schneider came in with yes. Schneider had no clothes on or something. What was I that? had no clothes on. That was the, <laughs> I was the guy back then. I could take my fucking shirt off and feel okay. Yeah. Now there's there's a reason the sweatshirt's on yeah. at all times. <laughs> he has but, another shirt in case that somehow falls off. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, yeah. another crusher was Lunch Ladyland and a great song. I called Sandler about a year ago. I go, yeah, yes, it's on my iPod and it came in and really? I go, this is a good song. When he goes, Sloppy Joe, Slap, Sloppy Joe, yeah. Was, I go, <laughs> the way you write it and it's actually funny and then you do a sketch and it's funny and then you hear it again. You go, that's actually a good song. Like I, you can. It's always catchy songs. It's I sang that. I sang that on my album before I sang it on Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah! Oh, you did it first. I did did it first on the album, and Farley was at the taping of my album. And so when I'm singing on the album, Slavic Joe, I think I'm in Santa Barbara. I don't remember where I was. Just a cool club. I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it, but it was a club. We were recording. Farley was in the crowd, going nuts. And then you, he's, his crazy voice is so, when I'm going, slap it, slap it, slap it, you hear Farley going, slap it, like, you know that. <laughs> and he never even heard the song before. He just kind of said, all right, he's going to say slap it, yeah. wow. Did it. Yeah, that was and a crush. What out, was that on, they're going to laugh at you, which was, they're, they're all going to laugh at you. Two yeah, times so. platinum. That they're was a biggie. You're you. the last guy to really sell comedy albums, I think. I, I mean, know, I don't know if there's, there's been some after, but with that back in the day, that was, you were on it. Yeah. Everybody was. Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, buddy. The buddies. We did get. buddy, dude, buddy, dude. Yeah. Homie. <laughs> yeah, that was a great one. What the hell happened to you was another one. Yes, I mean, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Thank that you. That was where your real acidy humor came out on those albums. That was where I got to curse a lot for the first time, and, uh, and David cursed with me, and we all uh, we were so excited. It was like being on Saturday I, Night. I just Live. thought it was like jazz. I mean, I, I mean, the one about the announcer with the uh, the champion. You say the word the champion. champion. It's yeah. a golf announcer. Yeah, you yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah, you yeah. say the word champion the like 500 times. Go it's ahead. about a, a, a <laughs> golfer who uh, has like a nine-stroke lead, and then he's on the last hole, and he keeps missing yeah. putts. And you're and the announcer. I'm the announcer going, the champion is, is feeling it today, and uh, he's about to set the course record as the champion. And then he, he putts it, and you hear the crowd go, oh, and he'll, well, the champion laughs that off. <laughs> Eight stroke lead now, you know, all that kind of shit. And then it gets more and more uh, just insane, closer to being like uh, choking. And he's like, well, he's up three strokes. Hopefully he can put this one in. And, and then it's Blake Clark is doing Blake the Clark. voice of the, cha- oh, of Blake the champ. Clark. And he's going, God fucking damn it. <laughs> but anyways, those albums were good because like they lay into the crowd of college kids in the summer and then you come back and you're even bigger on SNL because they're like playing them the, over and the over albums and were over. the big, biggest Smart. deal besides Saturday Night Live because like you said I would go out on tour the 
kid, kids who were coming to see me knew the album, so they, they knew some of the songs, Huge. they knew some yeah. of the characters, and that definitely rela- relaxed me on stage. Yeah. All of us, we used to have fun. Well, let, let's just say, because you've given me a lot of props, that by the time you, you're, after about two years in on SNL, you, you really were just like top notch. I mean, you yeah. were crushing consistently on that show, and the audience was falling in love with you because. Yeah. You know, when you'd sing Hanukkah song, when oh, you yeah. would do your guitar or Thanksgiving yeah. song. Right, right. First yes. of all, you actually, you're, you're a really good acoustic player. Not bad. And you can hold a great melody. And then yeah. it's so silly and funny. And also watching you enjoy it. Not yeah. breaking, but, but just the light in your eyes. Right, right. It's so infectious. It was you know? exciting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I remember that. I remember singing that at the table, uh, the turkey song, the Thanksgiving song for like, Smigel and a couple other writers at the table going, you know, singing it to them. And if they laughed, I was like, oh, fuck, okay, they think it's You're funny. You're on to something, yeah. It was a big deal. If those guys, the great writers on the show, when, when they would smile at what your idea was, like Jim Downey, if he said something was good, you would just yeah. like, even it if it didn't get on, you were like, all right, yeah. I'm funny now. Yeah, we had, we had the A-team there. was Smigel, yes. genius, Downey, brilliant. Yes. You know, yeah. we had some incredible Andy, writers. Yeah. Yeah. When was your first dreams. movie? That was when we did uh, the summer we did Tommy Boy. You did Billy Madison, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then, and then the next summer, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. And then, and they, those movies kept making it more than the other ones. So they give you another yeah. one, yeah. and then it was uh, Wedding, Wedding Singer. Singer was Wedding cr- Singer. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, and then Waterboy. I think that Waterboy. was where it was Waterboy. the mic drop. At that point, you were a movie <laughs> yeah, star. It was too big. When you do Happy, you did, of course, Billy Madison, but you do Happy Gilmore, The Wedding Singer, and Waterboy yeah. within like 24 months or something. Then Big Daddy. Then Big Another Daddy. Another mega yeah. monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. have too many. I can't even You know, many. when Waterboy came out, I was hosting, and you were there that weekend, and we were going to do a bit in the monologue, and then you had to fly back. Waterboy was such a fucking. They told us, or they told you how much it made. And everyone's like, what the fuck? And then you <laughs> you had to get back, and I changed my monologue, and I just did stand-up. I wasn't doing stand-up in the monologue. You're kidding me. I was yeah. supposed to go out with you? Well, we are going to do audience member, you know, when you oh, go, man. oh, yes, can I oh, do it? And you're going to ruin my monologue with questions. And then they go, Lauren goes, well, I, you know, you said you had to go. And I go, all right, well, what do I do? And he goes, stand up. Oh, really? <laughs> Aren't you a stand-up? I go, well, I, I fucking never do it anymore. I go, tonight? So he goes, just throw some things together. I go, so you can't go practice or run to Catch Rising Star. So I put uh, some together. But it's so fucking terrifying to do a monologue anyway. And then out cordless mic. Hosting's hard. And then everyone's like. That is the worst when you're doing stand-up and you're about to go out and you look for the mic and then the, the guy makes the decision for you like. Don't don't use a hand mic. Use this, and then you go, and you don't have a fucking mic in your hand. You're like, holy shit, what do I do with both my hands? I go like this. Hey, hey. You know I know what to we're do. not used to it. Yeah, you know? or a mic stand. I lean on a mic stand sometimes. It's not there. Oh, yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Looking for a mic stand to lean on. It's right? just like drowning. Yeah, uh, yeah. When you first start to stand up, you just hold the mic like this. Oh God, you're choking. Yeah. yeah. yeah Did man. you go with Bill? Like we. Uh, I'm sorry. I remember shooting Billy yeah. Madison and you guys were shooting Tommy Boy and hanging out, hanging yeah. out dur- up in Toronto Yeah, together. we were in the same place because we came over there and that was the night when you... Remember when you did that thing called... There was like a crime scene uh, 
joke with everybody where they go in a room and you go walk in and it's a crime oh, scene. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, but, but, oh, yeah, but Adam's movie was called Billy Madison. Our movie was called Billy the Third. Yeah, it was Billy the Third. And so we changed it and we just didn't have a, we know what to call it. Of all things, we both have the same lead yeah. as the same name. Yeah. So we eventually changed ours because the name of the movie was Billy the Third. But fucking hanging out in Toronto with you and Farley. Oh, uh, it was great. We had a couple oh. weeks together. What up, there what was up? Nice, I hate it, yeah. And uh, then, uh, oh yeah, so then you do all those movies that mm -hmm. seem to work out for you. You did some you. movies. Uh, <laughs> by the way, my wife and I watched oh, we watched Hustle, Hustle last night. What'd you see? Hustle. Hustle. You saw Hustle? Loved it. That, yeah, I think you. it's a great movie. And yeah, it. Hustle you. is a movie he's got coming out. I got a new movie, yes. It's yes. on Netflix, it's and Netflix. it's about, it's yeah. kind of like Hoosers yeah. meets Rocky meets yes. Moneyball. Yes, yes. And 100%. you're great in it. Thank you. I mean, you, really great. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, it, it's, a, it's, just a, it's, a, it's just a really, it, you, you know, it's where it cool really movie. works as a movie. I can't. I, mean, I got, I got teary-eyed. Yeah, you got man. Me. That's yeah. so yeah. great, Dana. Well, I, I mean, I don't know how much you. we can give away. Adam's a uh, uh, basketball. Sports agent. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you were? And, uh, coach. I didn't like see a, it all. Like a, um, uh, like Adam a, works at Magic Mountain. I watched it twice. I think a different movie. No, Adam, you're no, you're a, a scout. scout. Yeah, he's a scout, and then he's uh, wants I, to be I a coach. I discover a guy in Spain. I want to be a coach. I can't get on the staff, and I've been working for the Sixers for many years. And I find out, yeah, you like the Sixers? <laughs> I'm am nervous about Joel there. I hope Joel. everything's. I'm nervous. Uh, yeah, that is a good team though. But um, anyways, uh, I discover a guy in Spain, Juancho Hernan Gomez. He's just a, a he's an NBA player who never acted a day in his life. Yeah. And he's so fucking he's, good. It's he's crazy. so he was great. great. You really it. believe he's just from this little village yes. and really just has nothing going on. Beautiful jump shot. I knew it wasn't CGI. Yeah, you knew it was I mean, like, like an amazing. Yeah. yeah. All you think is how many times you got to do every scene he makes every basket and you go, is he making all these fucking baskets? Because I've been on sets where they're like, going again. I'm like, <laughs> make it. Let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> But it's very hard to do that in all those yeah. scenes where it, it's pivotal. He has to make it yeah, in yeah. a crowd with a crowd behind him. And you got all these NBA players in yes, it. It's very it's, real. It's unbelievable. Uh, unbelievable. He, he, oh, Heidi Garner. Is it Heidi Garner? Heidi's in it. Oh, yeah. He's got an Heidi SNL, Garner's uh, in it. She, uh, she oh, that's cast right. Member. Yeah, yeah. Heidi Garner. She plays Robert yeah. She did a nice daughter job. Who, uh, who uh, Robert Duvall owns in the movie, owns the Sixers. Yeah. And um, he has uh, Ben Foster's his son and Heidi Garner's his daughter. And they all work for the organization and Heidi's yeah. excellent in it. Yeah, and she's great in it and uh, Duvall must have been huge to be uh, in that the same movie. That was amazing hanging out that with Duvall. Must have been. What, what she was that shot like? the shit with Robert Duvall for, we, we were together three, four days, did all our scenes together. We talked and talked yeah. and sat, I, I sat in a, he has a Rolls Royce in the movie. I fucking sat in the back of a Rolls Royce, just talked about the Godfather, talked about like in everything. In between uh, setups. And, and it wasn't like he just was cool. He was just well, talking about he's, everything, and and he's uh, he's ninety something years old, and he was just yeah. a sweetheart, and he was great, great, what great stories about James Con, and he just fucking knows everybody. See, everybody. that would just uh, you'd be you're a fly on the wall at that point. Yeah, he, yeah, 100%. and he's talking about The Godfather. You talking I mean, about the Godfather? Just yeah. saying the you first. You try not name. to ask him about it. You're like, what other movies you do you liked? And he's like, <laughs> hey, Sonny, yeah. the Protection Squad, Sonny, they're gonna help us. You always have that money. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. all I got. Yeah, that <laughs> you was also a big, he he Brando. This, I think because you know the movie. I don't want to give anything away, but it kind of goes roller coastery. But 
you have to get on the phone. And it was like very like great acting, solid scene where I was like, oh my God, that must've been hard to do, but very, like a tearjerker. That was, there's a couple of mm -hmm. scenes like that in there yeah. that are really get you into the movie, into the movie, into the movie. And that guy was, uh, the basketball player was great. Actually, we remember I ran into you, uh, golfing. Yeah, we played golf with yeah. Mancho. And you were with him and yeah. you know, yeah, this guy's in the movie. And then, uh, he was super cool then. He, he's such, he, uh, he's six, nine. Yeah. He's yeah. from Spain. His, him and his brother are both are in the NBA. He plays for the Spanish national team. He was on, he's on the Utah Jazz now. And he just did it as a fucking joke because of the pandemic. They were like going around saying, we're looking for a basketball player. Adam Sandler's got some movie. LeBron wow. James is producing. And his sister said, why don't you do it just for fun? And he did it. He auditioned. We were like, geez, that guy's pretty damn good. Yeah, who, so who is good that? in it. It's amazing he that he's a, he's a stud. He did these scenes. Like when you have to do a real crying scene in a movie or something like that, I, I don't know about you, you cry a lot. I've seen that. But, <laughs> but in, <laughs> in real life, I don't cry that much. But on a movie yeah, every set, day at when, 10 a.m. When, when you have to cry in a scene, you're just like, oh my God, how the fuck is that going to happen? And yeah. it, it, whatever, you work hard. This Wancho did like 10 setups of different angles, blah, blah, blah. And he was just bawling, crying, and saying his lines perfect. And I'm like, this, and he's a handsome fucking Yeah, he's a good looking dude. I was trying not to say handsome, that, but he is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's handsome. so good looking. He can cry. He's he got cries. everything. He got, Actually, yeah. he's got it all. It's, it's game over. It's six, nine, crying, handsome yeah. motherfucker. I, I know. Six, I, ten and a half, actually. Ooh, sobs like a baby every day. <laughs> I size 13 feet. Dana, I will give you guys a tip. If you're ever in a movie and you have to cry and it's hard to, yeah. you fake it and then you go like this. And get glassy. That was the end of Tommy Boy. <laughs> He's obviously crying. That's good. Oh, it, you know, it does work. The it's only called problem. great acting. But Adam, <laughs> let me, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Do you feel like because, you know, you had Uncut Gems. That was pretty good, right? Yes. Thank you, Dana. So then I, then I saw that, and then I see this one. It seems like you're either, you're, I don't know, you're, and, and the murder mystery movie, I mean, you're on, on a roll. I mean, are you feeling like <laughs> you're more comfortable since high school? Now? Are you changing up stuff because you seem to be at this other level? Or is it just from doing uh, it so much? Uh, I think I'm getting older, more opportunities. Guys like the Safdie brothers. Yes. Uh, the Safdie brothers, who your your brother, he he kind of worked with them as help like, them get he going. Helped, yeah, help them get They're going. They're great friends with Andy, and uh, I met them. God, twelve years ago. They were talking about Uncut Gems then. Uncut they were Gems. trying to get that going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sort of the muse for Justin because <laughs> I met him twelve years ago. Uncut Gems. Um, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, but those guys are super cool. Very yes. good. They're yeah, great. they did. I think they did a Kate Spade commercial that is Andy that wrote. how you guys met? Yeah, and I think a, a Andy wrote an idea and they did it, and then it, it somehow went to the Cannes Film Festival, and mm. then they did a movie called I think Daddy Long Legs after that. Maybe. Yeah, an incredible. And then movie. they just kept getting. They were just better and better and better. And uh, yes did yours and uh you know maybe one day you'll do another one with them yes great gonna guys. make another one they're writing another one right now but I, I i lucked out i'm getting to do all this great stuff noah bombeck uh pta yeah they all hooked me up they all wrote great stuff they asked me to be in it um jim brooks Paul all, all these, yeah, I, I, I yeah, 
Yeah, Paul Thomas. And Anderson. then you just get more relaxed over time, right? You get or more in the pocket. Or, you get. I, I guess I'm getting. I just did a movie with uh, Johan Rank, and he did uh, Chernobyl. He did the oh, series the Chernobyl. Series, brilliant. Yeah, he's yeah. incredible, and I played an astronaut in it. And the guy is fucking crazy in the movie and going through a lot of pain. And then, and I went, yeah, just fucking do it and go and try your hardest. So that's all I do. I try my best, and, yeah. and the ones that don't work, they go, all right, we got to cut around that. But um, <laughs> but I try yeah. to try to get as good as I can, and they they make it work. Is it ever scary because these guys do great movies or great TV show and PTA obviously. Uh, one of Paul the best. Paul Thomas Anderson. One of the best ever. <laughs> yes, yes. And then, I, but is. you know PTA a little bit, but if you get lucky enough, you know, you're, you're, you're paired up with some great director and, and usually on sets, like growing up, so those kind of movies, you have more of a say, yeah. but if you, you have to kind of keep quiet somewhat, not totally, but, yeah. and trust them. And do you ever get a feeling where you're like, I don't even know if this guy knows what the fuck's going on. I mean, that must be scary. These guys. Because they're so good, but you go, it's, it's going to work. It's they know what they're doing. That must be hard. You though. just go. You just give yourself to them because you know they're great, and uh, and you read the script, and you you just don't want to let them down, and you jump in uh, their world, and it is neat. It's neat. Not not. I always feel more comfortable doing comedy. I'm always uh, more at ease. Going all yeah. right, we're gonna go make a movie and have a great time and try to come up with the best jokes and make everybody laugh. Yeah. Love that. I'll love that the rest of my life. Just like you guys, we're addicted to that. But the other stuff I'm getting to do, uh, it's awesome. I know you both would crush at that. Also, it's just, it's just, it's, it's just different. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's a different day in the trailer. You don't go, what the fuck? Uh, you know, let me come up with a joke. You're kind of sitting there going, oh, I got to get in this uh, mood right well, now. Well, the jokes are kind of crutchy because you know how to do it. And you know, yeah. if you have a scene that's not working, you go, I think we can figure a way out of this if we think of a joke or way out, which is what you do a lot on a comedy. But in these, you're like, this is just connecting. It's part of connecting the dots of the bigger picture. So mm-hmm. not a lot has to happen right here. And it's hard to trust that. That's so true. Just do what it is. They'll figure, I mean, sometimes they add music or something and you go, oh, I see what they did. It's perfect. Yeah, but that's true. You don't man. know when you're doing it. And then when you're doing it and it's not right, those guys tell you, whoa, 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 whoa. And you go, oh, <laughs> and you feel stupid for a second. You go, oh, I was, I was giving you a little extra. And they're like, calm, calm down, calm down. Juice I'll, it up a bit there. <laughs> you're making it real good for the people. And they go, no, no, no. Yeah, right. yeah. Believe that, me, they want to see. Those right? are the brothers, right? The, the safety brothers, yeah, their brothers, brothers, and, and uh, Ronnie, uh, Dana. What else do you have for Adam? We got to take a few questions. Oh, we don't I keep, don't know. Keep I, I do think it's kind of cool that you did. There's so many movies. Obviously, uh, we talked to Drew Barrymore about fifty yes. first. I heard dates. that. That was, was sweet. Really sweet. Yeah. Drew was great. Drew gave you answers that were incredible every time. Doesn't Drew automatically? Take even a half a question, and she fucking goes. And she's poetically does a seven-minute yeah, answer. It's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Beginning, middle, <laughs> she and was, end of every story. She goes, I'm going to guess your next three questions, and here's the answers. <laughs> um, when I went to SNL, we were yeah. like, okay. Made it easier. Just that was amazing, Cruz. her talking about being a little kid on SNL. Oh, I know. Yeah, at age seven. By the way, I've listened to, I think, Every episode of your show. You have? Right? I fucking love this show. It's the best. Yeah. Jeez, so, I'm so happy for both of you. It's the greatest. Well, it's fun to do because, you know, like we don't get to hang out with our friends that much. So this is our chance to, know, right? you know, 
Uh, the other one I wanted to ask you, did anger management, so you got to work with Jack Nicholson. Yes. Unreal. And, and was, really got to know him. Yes. And you, you told a funny story about peanut butter just hanging out at his house. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, man. My first day over uh, Nicholson's, uh, we, I got there, and we're in, and he keeps the house dim. And so I'm sitting in this chair, and Jack's sitting in this chair. We're facing each other about five feet away from each other, and we're talking and shit, and, uh, and I, I'm going. It's d dark enough that I'm going in my head. This, I don't think this is Jack Nicholson. <laughs> I, I think like they brought out a, a fake one to talk to me and see if I'm okay to talk to the real one. Yeah. So I'm just going like this. And he's like talking quietly. And it doesn't sound like the impression everybody does, you know, or whatever. Hey, man, let me tell you something. It's not like that. It's kind of like. Yeah, man, it's kind of quiet and cool and little saying, man, let me, I don't know. He just has a cooler voice, but I, I was not really believing it was him. And then uh, I do like an hour of that. And then at the, uh, at the end of it, he goes, you hungry or something like that? I said, oh, yeah, yeah, I could eat. He goes, you want a sandwich? And I said, I said yeah, yeah, that sounds great, man. And he's like. P, B, and J. And I go, that's fucking great. And then he gets up and walks away. And then he turns around, he looks at me, and he goes, Skippy or Jiff? That sounds like... I thought also that you went outside for a minute. Oh, yeah. Well, and you were outside. He came out and he held up the jars. Oh, that's what it was. <laughs> said, Skippy or Jiff. <laughs> that's this right, such man. a funny image. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, I remember Good. your stories. Yeah, that was you're a very than me, man. I ran into him with Lauren, of, co of course, with Lauren. And uh, and uh, we had dinner, and, and he goes, and, and he's come. There's an empty seat. You know, is this stupid? No, no, no. Okay. Oh. So, Lauren, and Lauren goes, uh, we're gonna have some spaghetti, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, I was with Rosie. She's over there. I was over here. There's, there's, there's an empty seat, and and Lauren sits here. So there's an empty seat, and Jack sits next to Rosie, and he starts talking. And then he goes. One time, uh, I went to the MTV Awards or something, or something is, I ran out and it was so dark, I got in the wrong limo and I sat down and uh, everyone just stared at me and it was Nirvana. Uh -huh. And he goes, hmm. and he goes, we're just, and, and we're in the wrong limo. I go, uh oh. And then she goes, did they know who you, did they not know who you were? And he goes, well, that's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> Someone didn't know who he was. Could I tell That's a quick good. Nicholson one? Yeah. yeah. Related to SNL. So Phil Hartman and John Lovitz and I are playing the par three in Studio City. Uh -huh. so, What's it? Yeah, oh. what's it? So we're on the green. We wave the guy on and uh, he shoots it out of bounds and he walks over. We realize it's Nicholson. <laughs> right, right, you know? right. So he walks up and Phil Hartman had dubbed his voice in the movie The Border because they couldn't get a hold of Nicholson. And he wow. feels very respectful. And he goes, Mr. Nicholson, I dubbed your voice in the movie The Border. One beat and he goes, no wonder it was my only stinker. <laughs> That's a good one, yeah. As a joke. All right, let's take some questions real questions. quick. We'll get Adam out of here. Uh, uh, By the way, just so you know, before Nicholson uh, did anger management, he called Lorne. He called Lorne to see if it, it was. He had Lorne read the script. Oh, really? He goes, I just just gotta make sure. See if it was funny or yeah, something. Yeah, he goes, I oh, like really? it. It makes me laugh. And let me just. Oh, let that's Lorne. cool. And he goes, he is the man. And Lorne I skimmed it. He, he, yeah, he went through it and gave, gave it the blessing. So I owned a Lauren for that too. 
we owe Lauren a lot. Yes. And Lauren, you appreciate Lauren more and more every year you're away from the show. What he has to deal with, the egos, the politics, keeping the sensibility in a certain frequency. Because if he left, it could turn into hee-haw in a second. Oh, man. He likes smart. He he likes big laughs. So there's a lot lot of respect for Lauren Michaels. very true. All right. How are we going to do Q&A? How do we do it? Oh, they line up over there? Okay, line up with him. If anybody has a question, we'll do a couple, and then we'll get to... Uh, Greg Holtzman. We'll get you guys to the other Good 300 job, shows yes. tonight. Buying someone jewelry is usually a great experience all around. To get a beautiful gift, mm-hmm. you get the unforgettable moment of seeing the look on their face when they open it. The tricky part, Dana, as you know, yeah, figure, figuring out how to get the perfect piece at the best price. I hate to say it. Price yep. matters. I mean... Yep. Yep. That's why I recommend for any jewelry purchase, you source it from BlueNile.com. They've been with us for a while. Yeah. Blue Nile offers thousands of independently graded diamonds, David. And find jewelry at prices significantly below traditional retail. They also offer peace of mind with every purchase. Some of their highest quality stand. They have some of the highest quality standards in the industry. Right. And David, whether you want to make a classic statement by gifting a white gold tennis bracelet mm-hmm. <laughs> to Sarah Sherman or, <laughs> or, bring out, or bring out her eyes with sapphire and diamond hoop earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts can help you find the perfect gift. David? They're available 24-7 by phone or chat to answer technical questions like, should I make it a diamond cut or a circle? <laughs> Those are the technical questions. <laughs> I know. Uh, oval. They fit your budget. They'll make sure what you want, they can fit in your budget. Yes. It's very difficult to buy jewelry for someone because, um, you know, it's it's a subjective thing. And the, you'll be guided with the, this company's going to help you make the right choice. You give right. them a little information and they'll go, Sapphire. It's hard to roll down to your local strip mall and go, yeah. We're a jewelry store and we sell trucker hats. It's like, that's yeah. not what you want. Or sometimes they have a small jewelry kiosk inside a Denny's restaurant. And it's like, <laughs> they're flipping hot cakes and I'm trying to find my loved ones. Yeah. yeah, no thank you. You can feel great about your purchase because Blue Nile also offers a diamond price match guarantee. Oh, that's nice. So you can't lose. No, mm-hmm. just in case you got 30 day returns mm-hmm. shop blue nile today and experience the ease and convenience of the original online jeweler go to blue today that's blue would you like to learn a new language we oui. <laughs> see what we? i did oh no i said we oui, like french oh okay we 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 i have ever since i've seen pepe le pew and his way with women i thought I want to learn a new language. You know what? I, I do have a, because uh, I'm, a, I, I do voices and stuff. I do like yeah. the sound of, of, of French language. Yeah, you're good at faking a language. I just do gibberish, but I want to actually learn. And that's, mm-hmm. I'm going to introduce you in the world to Rosetta Stone. It's the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. Yes, I've heard about this and talked about it for a long time. It's the trusted expert for 30 years. They have millions of users, 25 languages offered. So I think that pretty much covers the globe. You've got your Spanish, your French, Mm -hmm. you were just talking about. 
Korean, Dutch, Arabic. Fast language acquisition. There's no English translations. So you really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. That's the hard part, I think. That's it. And it's an intuitive process. You pick Mm -hmm. up the language naturally. First with words, then phrases, then sentences. And it's all designed for long-term retention, which is great. Because I took Spanish for 12 years. And all I know is how to find a library. Yes, Donde, I know. Donde la biblioteca. So this one, really, really, you retain it. I learned German, and I know, hast du Zweister now abra? No, hast du Bruder now nine abra covers Zweister. That means have. Do you have a brother? No, I have, but I have three sisters. I took German for seven years, and all I remember is Gesundheit. <laughs> what does that mean? That means bless you. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, so someone sneezes. Rosetta Stone, that's not going to happen. Another thing I love is they have a built-in true accent feature that gives you feedback on your pronunciation. That's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Very important to being understood in a foreign country is to do it in kind of the rhythm of the way that language is speak. Right. You don't don't look like some clown. Desktop and (laughs) app options, audio companion, ability to download lessons offline. By the Mm -hmm. way, the Lifetime membership has all 25 languages. For any and all trips and language needs in your life, Mm -hmm. that's lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. What are we waiting for? It's a steal. What is going on? Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time. Fly in the Wall listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Oh, yeah. Visit rosettastone.com slash fly. That's 50. That's like the highest I've heard of. 50% Mm -hmm. off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash fly today. All right, here we go. Hi there. (laughs) Oh, we're starting. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) go ahead, young man. Hey, buddy. Thank you. Uh, so I was wondering, you were talking about uh, like childhood things that you remember. What was the first like extravagant purchase you made when you sort of made it big? That's a question. question. That's a good one. I, yeah. I got my leather jacket that you remember. The black I got jacket. a police academy movie and I bought a $400 leather jacket that was too heavy, but I couldn't give it up. It was like a motorcycle one and it hurt my neck, but I wanted to wear it. <laughs> and then I think I wore the improv when I first... I was around Adam and the first thing you ever said to me was, can you unzipper me? (laughs) Can you help me get it off and I have to lay down now? That was it. Mine was leather jacket. Dana, what do you got? What'd you get? With my own money that I bought. I think I bought, I went out, my father had a a green, dark green and light green 78 Cadillac Fleetwood or some shit when I was in high school and my first big move I went out to an old Cadillac place. They didn't have that color, but I got that same caddy and had them painted that color. That was like my big first move. That's cool. That's big rich boy. How about you, can Dan? I change mine? <laughs> <laughs> you must have got more than a leather jacket based on your home sales recently. <laughs> Sorry, he did well. David invested well. Yes. What was your... What'd you get? Uh, my wife and I did a silly thing. We walked in Encino. We walked into a Mercedes dealership and we bought 
Mercedes cars, like 100,000 hour cars. I bought a convertible coupe and I drove it for like a week and it had a plastic windshield. I'm like, what the fuck? I, so I got, I put, took it back and got a sedan. That was just during my German phase. I, you know, I, I, had a I have a Volvo now. It's very oh, yeah. non-sexy. What a loser. Go ahead, next one. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the origins of your trademark, you know, Adam Sandler voice, but you kind of already answered that. Yeah. But so my next question is, um, do your daughters do like an Adam Sandler impression? Like, they, do uh, they go like, they're all going to laugh at you or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> they don't do that. They don't know that album yet, but um, they do both do the, uh, you, uh, <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, yeah. See, they, do they, yeah. See, they do that. They do that. Every time I'm trying to be funny and it, and it doesn't work, they go, oh, they do that. <laughs> that's funny. Yes, that. Thank you. Thanks, man. Sorry, I'm I'm shorter. Hi, hi guys. Hi. Big fan. My name hey. is Shalice. I'm from Houston. Nice um, to see you, buddy. So my question is, um, what out of all the films you guys have, if you guys can go back and do a sequel to any of y'all's previous films, what would it be? Uh, shit. Wayne's yeah. World 3. Wayne's, Garth, Wayne's World 3. Garth at 60. Wayne. <laughs> I gotta get some Flomax. Yeah, Flomax. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it would work. Go ahead, Adam. We've what, done so many movies. What, what would be the sequel? What would you, what was the, I can't think of the name right now, with the, you did with the Cage and Lovitz. Oh, Trapped in Paradise. Oh, Trapped yeah. in Paradise. Yeah. That'd be fun to just work with Nicholas Cage. That was yeah. a tough shoot. Wasn't we it? fell down in the snow, and yeah, we just. You were doing Brad Gray in that, right? I was doing Brad Gray and, yeah. and Mickey Rourke. I don't know what you're doing, but I wouldn't do it, oh, counselor. Yeah. I was doing Mickey Rourke. The studio flew in from LA. We were in the middle of the woods in Canada and said, You got to stop doing that. Really? Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But That's Nicholas Cage said, I would do it anyway. <laughs> he was a great character. I guess that's it, right? I don't what know. would you do yeah. a sequel to? You have, you have so many movies. No idea. I, 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 I like them all. I like doing grown-ups with Davey because we all hung out. We, all, we had yeah, that was a great one. Those grown-ups could, could work. Yeah, three. Yeah, three. Well, whatever, whatever it is, I like to do it with, uh, it's always great when you're with your friends. Grown-ups, we, we literally got to do this every day. That was a Sit in chairs, hang out, try to be funny, and, uh, and cut around it. Yeah, that thing's been keeping the lights on at TBS for the last seven years. <laughs> and it's on and heavy rotation. <laughs> yeah, But I true. love it. I love grown-ups. That was, oh, that was, was great, great memories. Yeah. Thank smash. you for that question. Thank you. Uh, cheers. You guys are wonderful. This is amazing. Thank you. Uh, hey, man. I, my question, I suppose you guys have written for so many different, like, wonderful projects in both film and TV and, of course, on Saturday Night Live. And my question was, um, do you think that to properly, like, kind of, well, like, master that sort of craft, do you think it's, like, writing as much as you can, like, every day is really the proper way to get to a point where you feel comfortable with your writing? Or That's do you th think also, I suppose, uh, do you think it's also helpful to like try and collaborate with mm -hmm. other people that you know you'd work well with? Or mm -hmm. something Sounds like a little that? like John Mulaney, this guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say, my, my, if I would take that, uh, my first answer would be, if it's stand up, just get as much stage time as, time, uh, as you can. And uh, if it's writing, 
I think it's just more is better collaborating or writing by yourself. Just anything you can do until something sticks, I would say. Writing, writing, right? I remember I lived with Apatow when I was young. Judd, great yeah. writer. And Apatow, he was the first one of us that would write. Yeah, he was he smart about it. He used to sit in his room and write skits all the time for, for Saturday. He wasn't on Saturday Night Live, but he would write kind of skits. And he would collaborate them. with people and he was smart. He made himself like a producer because that was a valuable thing to help someone do what they're doing, Jim Carrey or you. Right, or right, right. Well, I would smart. say, what is your name? Uh, my name is Ambrose. Okay. All right, Ambrose. That's all right. It's a cool no, name. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great Chardonnay. No, anyway. Ambrose, I would just say initially that seems like too much pressure to me to try to go in a room and stuff. If you're a comedy writer, just write everything down. That's what George Carlin said. So if you're out with your friends, a lot of times just taking a walk or going to a movie, someone will say something. Make sure you either record it or write it down and just do it spontaneously all the time. And your headset gets into yeah, that. Yeah, it's hard to just sit and write and be funny. It happens all day. And if you just write it when it happens, and don't say you'll remember it later because you won't. So just write it, write it, write it. And then you collect it and go, is there anything here? Is there anything here? That right. stuff's very valuable. You basically you know? only need to write five good jokes your whole life. And then like David, you use that the rest of your life. <laughs> in different, in different <laughs> ways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a spade roast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. Good luck. Thank you, Bros. All right. What do we got, I'm boss? I'm Bros. I'm Bros. Hi. Um, <laughs> I have a favor to ask you guys. It's my nephew's 15th birthday. No. And I was born. <laughs> Go ahead. It was my nephew's 15th birthday today, and I was wondering if I could make a video of you guys saying happy birthday to him. Imagine if we said no one meant it. Yeah. Right you, know, you know when to yeah. ask. What's his name? What's Roll his name? It. Nicholas. Nicholas. And we're going to say, do you want us to film it and then send it to you? The whole theater sings happy birthday to Nicholas. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Nicholas. Happy birthday to you. Trying no, to harmonize a little bit. And it's my niece. Oh, sorry. <laughs> my hey there, guys. My whoa. name is Holy oh, Shit. Hey, oh, it's testosterone, man. <laughs> uh, my name is Al, and I want to say that it's um, my grandma's dying, and it's her birthday day. And if we could sing happy birthday to her, <laughs> that would be a good one. Right. What has changed? What's was? her name? <laughs> no, but for real, uh, this is such a fucking treat. That's a good luck. <laughs> this is such a fucking treat for all of us because you guys are Thank all just you. such pillars of comedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Thank you. Thank you too, David. Thank you. <laughs> He's rolling. <laughs> Here, here's my real question. So, yeah. Al, Adam, you know, as, as when you're watching you guys, we pretend we're you. We see ourselves in you and shit like that. So when you did Mixed Nuts with Steve Martin, yeah. and then when you did that scene with Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, yeah. being you in those moments is like fucking incredible. So how was it being you in those moments? It was that's some very good, cool co-stars. Yeah, two. They, you're funny as shit, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Good job. I'll be here tomorrow night. 
My name's Al Monero. Monero, you call me Monero. You got a great name for a comedian. God, you you're so psyched you followed Ambrose too. Like he's gonna take it down. Ambrose is looking for pen and paper. David, did you tune out? David tuned out. So, Steve Martin, of course. All our heroes. Yeah. We love the greats of all uh, time. All time. Yeah. Uh, First time Hall of Famer, Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the number one uh, ballad for us, right? Say it again? He was probably the oh, our yeah. number one guy. Yeah. Memorized his albums. His albums, Wild and Crazy yep. Guy. All, all, all the shit Steve Martin did. So, of course, being in a movie with him, with him was just staring at him and <laughs> waiting for, like, quiet moments to run over and say something. And if hopefully he'd respond and... Uh, so I love that, and he was very nice mm-hmm. to me. And then uh, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman, yeah, fucking yeah. great Genius guy, great, actor. great tour de force. That guy, he came. He was a, just a very good, funny man. Took it serious. Went went hardcore, and when we worked together. By the way, Philip Seymour Hoffman. I don't know if you guys know this. So we're doing Billy Madison. I think. We wrote, oh no, that Happy Gilmore. No, maybe Billy Madison. We wrote for Bob Odenkirk. Oh, wrote sure. that for Bob Odenkirk, the bad guy in the movie. Uh, and the fucking studio wouldn't allow it. They're like, you can't just have your friends. And we were like, no, he's fucking great. And, and they said no. And <laughs> it's Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Odenkirk. He was a writer on SNL. So I think that's how, how it went. I think it's that. Mm. Okay, so we wanted Bob. They said no. They put out. Uh, you got to audition, you know, audition people. Philip Seymour Hoffman auditioned. And I was in Toronto getting ready to make the movie and it still wasn't cast yet. I saw Philip Seymour Hoffman. I was laughing my ass off. I'm going, who the fuck is this guy? He's hilarious. So I tell the uh, people, I show Universal, can we have this guy? Are you good with him? I mean, mean, you fucking said no to Odenkirk. Are we okay with this guy? And they were like, and it took some talking into it, and then they said yes then we offered it to him and we get this call back like he yeah, he's not he doesn't want to do it and we were like he doesn't want to do it. what do you mean he auditioned and so i go let me fucking talk to him this guy and tell him how great he is and i called him up and i said hey it's adam and he's like oh hey adam blah 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 and i said hey man i saw your tape you're so f- great buddy and they said you don't want to do it and he goes oh thanks man i go do you do you want to do it or or and he goes oh I can't I go oh why not he goes oh, I just don't want to <laughs> and I go oh, okay wow. you That's sure we're gonna have a great answer isn't that great I don't want to I go I really love you and he goes I know you do <laughs> I swear to God I go wow right, you have confidence yeah yeah. Awesome. That, that was a cool. job. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank hey, you. when you get bored and you want to go to YouTube, go to Crypto Junkies Easy. I'll make you rich. Hang on to that Cardenio and the Dogecoin, brother. Solana. It's going right. on the moon. He's a bastard. <laughs> Hi, guys. My name is Denny. Uh, just want to. Just want to thank you guys. You guys are my comedy heroes. Moved out to LA for my pursuit of SNL uh, as my dream. So I've been looking up to you guys my whole life. Oh, that's Uh, sweet. Are you doing doing stand up and stuff like that? All over, all over. North Hollywood, I produce a show. No way. Really? What's your name? 
Denny Glasser. Denny Glasser. That's okay. a great name. It's, it's, it, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm going to pass out. Thank I'm, you. Denny, is there a question with this or not? Dr. Denny would be a good moniker. <laughs> Dr. Denny's in the house. I'm just saying. <laughs> Thank cool. you. Uh, my only question I wanted to uh, ask is, what was the first impression or character that you guys did that you knew you could do this for a career? Oh, I could do Michael J. Fox real good. No. <laughs> no, David, that was David. That was David. Always yours. My first impression. You didn't as do a many kid, impressions, did you? I did. No, I used to do them around the house. I did the basic. I used to do uh, Rich Little stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah, me John, too. John, John yeah. Wayne, and uh, John Wayne. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I used to wear a cowboy hat around the <laughs> oh, house. Really? Well, I'll oh, really? Oh, my God. I would do that like oh, I would my God. cook for my parents. Who wants bacon and eggs? Oh, gross. Yeah, I know. I know. So, <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? Who was your first? Um, Casey Kasem? You guys do that. Checking in at number five, the boss. Bruce Springsteen, a man and his guitar. A man who likes to call his guitar his own. Uh, I was nine years old. The Beatles came on Ed Sullivan. The next day, I, was, I walked up to my mom and I said, Hey, do you think I could get me some pancakes? <laughs> she screamed. Oh, she didn't know what I was doing. But that was my first time I knew I could alter my voice is doing a Liverpudlian accent. All right, well, good luck to you, buddy. Thank yeah, you for you. asking. Love you guys. Thank you. Love you, buddy. Denny. Good I think luck. that's it, Denny. 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 We gotta go. We gotta go. I don't Thank you very much. Thanks, Adam Sandler. Sandler. Thank you. Love Give you all. Thanks Sorry for your Sandler. questions. Thank you, guys. You guys buddy. were awesome. And thank, thank you, you so much out. for coming out yeah. to the Wiltern. Adam Bye. Sandler. Bye, folks. Thanks, Dana. Really love you guys. How you doing? That was fun. Thank you so much. All right. Fly on the Wall has been a presentation of Cadence 13. Please listen, then rate, review, and follow all episodes. Executive produced by Dana Carvey and David Spade, Chris Corcoran of Cadence 13, and Charlie Finan of Brillstein Entertainment. Production and engineering led by Greg Holtzman, Richard Cook, Serena Regan, and Chris Basil of Cadence 13.